Welcome to episode 139 of Vegas Revealed. Las Vegas has a new A-list resident who has plans to transform the city into Hollywood 2.0. I want to be able to work from home. I moved to California many years ago to pursue acting, and I've only made a couple of movies in the entire time that I was there. More from Mark Wahlberg on his recent relocation. And famed chef Wolfgang Puck hung out poolside on the strip sipping some wine, and we were there to chat him up. And the newest Las Vegas musical just launched like a bat out of hell. Hear about my experience at the show. Plus, a new steakhouse is about to open off the strip and a new exhibit that is very fitting for the Luxor. It sure is. All that and more coming up this week on Vegas Revealed. But first, exciting news from our podcast sponsor. The Vegas Near Me app has officially launched. But here's the thing. You need iOS 16 on your phone in order to run it because it's so state-of-the-art. So get all that downloaded now. Vegas Near Me prides itself on being an accurate and comprehensive resource of fun things to do or see in and around Las Vegas. Hey, Sean, remember the days when you'd need to use dozens of apps and websites to book a flight or a hotel, get a restaurant reservation, show tickets, directions? Yeah, it was such a pain. Yeah, now it can all be done within the Vegas Near Me app with more than 16,000 businesses and activities included. Incredible. The list goes on and on what Vegas Near Me can do. Use our Vegas Revealed link that we've provided in our show notes and download it to your phone right now. It's taken six years and a team of more than 40 people from around the world to develop Vegas Near Me. Download and don't forget, use our link. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome, everyone, to episode 139 of Vegas Revealed. Dana Roselli and Sean McAllister here in October, sitting in the best weather ever. Everyone always says this is the best month for weather in Las Vegas because it's warm, but not too warm. Yeah, it, I mean, and this is prime wedding season, too, because people can finally have their outdoor weddings without all of their guests just like sweating and melting <laughs> out in the sun. It's still nice and warm and toasty. It is. But not like summer warmth. No, I think I saw um, one of our weather people was a Ted Pretty over at Fox 5 posted a tweet yesterday and actually said yesterday's temperature high was 90 but this time last year on that day, it was only 65. Wow. So I think we're a little, little we warmer that we should be. Yeah, it's been oh, a warm week. But still, feels it's so weird. It's cooler because it's 90. It's 30 degrees cooler than summertime. <laughs> and the nights are beautiful. Yeah, at like what, 75? Oh, the nights are great. Yeah. And now, but I get, apparently it's a little warmer than it was this time last year. Let's put it that way. Okay. But <laughs> it is still great pool weather mm -hmm. here in Las Vegas. And a lot of people, a lot of casinos are starting to have their outdoor events and pool parties. I mean, not pool parties, but events at their pool. Yeah, exactly. We went to one recently at the Venetian and gosh, that couldn't have been 
more perfect. It was last Saturday we went to the Tastemakers event. It was all the restaurants at the Venetian had like areas set up. And I, w- I wouldn't even say, I was going to say booths. No, these were not booths. I mean, because there were flowers. Oh, they were and full on kitchens. Trees yeah. and kitchens. And yeah, they had their own kind of setup, right? And all the restaurants were there and they featured like some of their favorite things that they wanted to share with people. There was a bar that was open. Uh, we saw Wolfgang Puck. He was there. We, I lined up to take a picture with him. Wolfgang is always great. You're not the only one who lined up to take a picture yeah, with had- him. There was a line that stretched around the pool <laughs> from where he was sitting. He His station was kind of at the corner of, of the pool. And that line, right. there were a lot of people in it. There were. Yeah, and he's great. He kind of reminds me of Jack Nicholson. He does a little I, there's bit. There's something yeah. about him, you know, because they're, I don't know, stunning Men for their age, they have this cool kind of look to them. Maybe it's the glasses. It might be. It, you know, because Jack Nicholson always had the glasses, too. Wolfgang but, has, like, a vibe, a very cool, like, suave kind of vibe about him, too, he, doesn't he? It's so suave. And you're like, yeah, you just want to hang out with Wolfgang. And he was so fun because we said, can we take a picture, you know? And he's like, absolutely. And I don't know how to do <laughs> imitate his accent. But <laughs> anyway, so after that, I looked over after we took the picture and I was like, what is this? There was a dessert there. And then he, he's like, oh, it's blah, 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 la, 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 la. And I was like, okay. I didn't want to eat the dessert because I already eaten so much, but I felt like sucked into it because Wolfgang just <laughs> told me what it is and that I should try it. So then I ended up eating it anyway and it was delicious. It was like ice cream and this cookie thing. I don't know. It was oh, so good. Fantastic. And but Wolf- what, I was just going to say, what a night. And it was by the pool. They had a gorgeous, like beautiful colored balls, like in the pool. And it just, the whole outside property was stunning. Yeah. And Wolfgang Puck wasn't the only celebrity chef there. Uh, the right. cake boss, Buddy Velastro was there. Uh, chef Lorena Garcia, mm-hmm. who uh, owns the Chica restaurant over at the Venetian. She was there. I had a great chat with her. She kind of took us through when we stopped and said hi to her. She was like, oh, have you had any of my food yet? And we were like, no, we were just about to go get in line. She was like, oh, don't get in line. I'll feed you. Mm-hmm. And she would, was running over and grabbing the the plates and bringing them over to us, each of the, the courses that they had out there. She's terrific. She is. I love her. I was lucky enough one time to go into brunch and she was there. She she pops up, you know, every now and then. And that's cool about her too. That's what I love. You know, I like seeing the chefs at the restaurant and I, that's why I love that Wolfgang was there. You know, he's got cut inside Palazzo and Hey, he's there at the tastemaker event. And Buddy Velastro was there, like we said, and we didn't know that until we saw him in one of my friend's pictures <laughs> in the background. We said, wait, is that Buddy? I didn't see Buddy there. But we know he was there because we saw him. She got photobombed got- by the cake boss. <laughs> she did. I love that. I love the burger I had at Black Tap, by the way. I know oh, you my- had a different one. Yes, and that was amazing, too. And yours was like, what, bacon and... Yeah, there onions. were yeah, bacon, like caramelized yes, onions. that looked good. Oh, it was delicious. Well, I waited for the arugula and blue cheeseburger. And oh. let me tell you, it was fantastic. I love a blue burger. Oh, it was so good. I was starving when I went there. So that was the first booth that I hit. And I was like, give me half that burger. Well, a lot of times when you go to these events, they serve little sliders, like mm-hmm. you two bite kind yeah. of thing. No, black tap. They were full on like half, half a burger, half a full size patty. That was so and good. They were, they were really good. Yeah, that was delicious. We need to go in there on a cheat day. I We do, for sure. And get the shake and oh, the, the whole shebang. 
they have great restaurants at the Venetian and Palazzo. They really and do. Bringing them all together for this tastemaker event and having the chefs there was a fantastic yeah. idea. And of course, uh, food and, you know, poolside events are one form of entertainment here in Las Vegas. But another more traditional form, a new musical just opened over at Paris, Las Vegas. And Dana, you were there for the the big premiere. I was. It's called Bad Out of Hell. We've talked about it on the podcast before, that it was coming up and it was opening. And we were excited to see another show inside that theater at the Paris. Jersey Boys was there for so long. They've tried a couple different things in between that didn't mm. seem to stick. So didn't know how it would be. It was the media night. And so uh, we were invited. You couldn't make it, but I went and we just loved it. I tell you, I am very picky when it comes to musicals. I'm not a huge musical person. I do enjoy Broadway and I enjoy, but it's not like it would be my first thing to pick and go do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, but I really enjoyed this show. Now, Two things that might have added to it is Travis Clower's in it, and he was in Jersey Boys. I've uh, known Travis for a long time, so it was good to see him out there in a Vegas production again. But Travis's part in this show was fantastic. It was like I didn't even think back, because he played Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys. Yeah. I didn't have any Frankie Valley vibes when I watched. Which, really? Yeah, which is how I know like he like was so good at acting in this musical, because it didn't remind me at all of that. Oh, that's so great to hear. And he was funny, so funny, and a great singer and you know, he great at acting out his part that he played and just fantastic. And then Anne Martina, she's in it too. She's also a performer here around Las Vegas and she was excellent as well, also very funny. They are like husband and wife in the show. And so them together, we were even saying, gosh, Anne and Travis need to get their own show because they were great. <laughs> their chemistry together was great on stage. But the whole cast was amazing. And they basically tell this story through Meatloaf's songs. So Meatloaf has so many songs, which you don't even realize until you're at the musical, right? Because you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. And this is all the music from Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell album. Right. And so it's like all played out in throughout the story. And some scenes are funny. Some are emotional. Some are intense. So there's a lot going on. I don't know if I want to give away the storyline because I do feel like that's part of going to this. Yeah. So even when I'm talking about Travis and Anne and what it's about and all, I, I feel like I don't want to like give all that away. Okay. But um, because if you go see it, it's kind of fun to follow along at the story story to follow along with the story. Um, it does have a little bit of a completely different musical West Side Story vibe when it comes to a certain side and another side and a love story and all that kind of thing. So like a star-crossed lover kind of theme exactly. to the show. Right. Okay. So anyway, it was really good, entertaining. One thing they could get rid of is, is the streamer guns that keep going off. <laughs> That's my only <laughs> negative because they scare you. You'll hear this like pop, right? And you're like, ah! <laughs> but the streamer effect is great, but it's just... It starts off with that, and every now and then in the middle of the show, it, it goes off again. Well, and I think it's so funny, because <laughs> whenever we go to a show, and there's a ton of confetti that shoots out into the audience, you always keep finding confetti in your purse, or in pockets, or I do. wherever, like for months to follow. 
It's funny you say that because I cleared out my purse. Because as women, Sean, we switch purses when we <laughs> right. go out to match. Yeah, and it's and a I, new season. I took everything out when I got home and put it back into my like work bag and all that. And then I noticed there were streamers in there. And I left them in there <laughs> purposely just to like get them another day, you know? <laughs> and a reminder. Oh, Bad out of hell. Yes, bad out of hell. So great uh, show. Lots of talented people in there. The cast, really strong voices, great singers. There's a lot of funny moments, a lot of funny cast members as well. Um, They had an after party after on the pool deck of the Paris. Uh, They had live music out there. The cast came out, and you can tell they're just excited to be here, excited to be performing and doing this show. And... Uh, congratulations. I really hope that it lasts. And I also want to say if you're in Vegas and you want to go see, you know, a musical or something different, maybe you've got like three nights here and you're going to do a Cirque and then you're going to do one of the the headlining shows at Zappos Theater. I mean, mix in Bad Out of Hell. I think you'll really enjoy it. And is there, uh, I know for a lot of musicals, at least on Broadway, there's an intermission and that usually gets eliminated when a show comes here to Vegas. Is it the same way? Same way. Okay. Yep. No, so intermission. no intermission. Nope. And Got I don't it. think it was more than an hour. I don't think it was more than an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they kept it within that Vegas window yep. <laughs> of time. <laughs> but yeah, no intermission. So really interesting. Uh, the music was great. And I loved it because you don't even realize how much you actually know the words to these meatloaf songs. You might not even think you do. And then when they play, you're like, oh, you're singing along. And didn't you say that some of the songs are like really funny? Yes. As, as far as how they fit into the storyline? Well, what's the one with the dashboard? The da- uh, dashboard. By the dashboard lights. We did this before. We couldn't I know. remember the full name of it. Uh, whatever, by the dashboard. Everyone knows what I'm ta- talking about, right? Yeah. The dashboard confessional <laughs> that lights. That Hilarious scene. One of the best scenes in the whole show. Okay. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> it's so, you're. it's just, it's a good show. I think you'll have some laughs. Uh, you'll cheer for the cast. The costumes are great. There's There's a lot going on in this show, the way that they do it. It's really cool. Good. I'm excited to get over to see it when when I'm able to. Mm-hmm. And again, big congratulations to the cast of Bad Out of Hell over at Paris, Las Vegas. All right, let's talk about Mark Wahlberg. We yeah. have known that he was moving here and moved here for a while. Yep. But he was recently on a TV show called The Talk. I don't know if you've watched that on TV, but, you know, always a good show. It's been around for a long time. It's the CBS uh, daytime show Mm -hmm. is where you can find it. Anyway, he was on The Talk, and we learned a little bit more about his take on moving to Las Vegas in Nevada. And it was really exciting because I've been talking with people who see Mark Wahlberg at their kids' sporting events or at school events, and... They're like, yeah, I mean, he's here. He's just here doing the dad thing. <laughs> and he's great with the other parents when when he's at these events for his kids. And he, they say he just blends in like everyone else, okay. except the, for the fact that he's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, it's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him in a movie, too, on Netflix called Father Stew. He was excellent. I feel like he might be up for an award this year for that one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and Mel Gibson's in it, too, which I haven't seen him act in a while, but and he plays his father. It's really good. Um, but it's not the most uplifting. Well, it's up, there's parts that are uplifting at the end, but it's not the most uplifting movie throughout. Okay. It's, you know, so yeah. (laughs) So have some tissues ready. Have some tissues ready. Okay. But he does a really good job. Anyway, I was watching that thinking, oh, so weird. Mark Wahlberg like lives down the street now. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, it partly is because of his acting career why he wanted to relocate here to Las Vegas and kind of turn this into the next Hollywood and really get a movie studio up and running along with some other business propositions. Yeah, so let's listen to that piece where he talks about this on The Talk on CBS. Oh, that is the biggest challenge right there, Cheryl, as you know. Uh, you know, every free moment that I have, I'm at home. You know, I'm literally, I moved to Nevada where, where after this gubernatorial election, hopefully we'll go to legislation and get a bill passed so we can get tax credits for the state, build a state-of-the-art studio here, uh, and make this Hollywood 2.0. I want to be able to work from home. I moved cool. to California many years ago to pursue acting, and I've only made a couple of movies in the entire time that I was there. So to be able to give my kids a better life and follow and pursue their dreams, whether it be my daughter as an equestrian, my son as a basketball player, my youngest son as a golfer, you know, this made a lot more sense for us um, to go and hopefully build a studio as well as a shoe factory and uh, a factory for municipal. So we came here to, uh, you know, just kind of give ourselves a new look, a fresh start for the kids. And there's lots of opportunity here. So I'm excited. I'm really excited about the future. First off, Mark, it's Nevada. Not Nevada. <laughs> that is a pet peeve of longtime <laughs> residents. Yeah, he'll learn. That's okay, though. I totally get that people say it wrong when they first move here or start using it more in their language. Correct. <laughs> so we'll give him a pass on that. Uh, but yeah, exciting to hear that he's proud to have moved here and live and live here and what he wants to bring to the economy. I'm excited about that. Well, and, and yeah, to have a major movie, movie studio here and then have uh, a couple different factories that he wants to open up and create jobs, contribute to the economy. He is a very business-minded person. And of course, the family has uh, the Wahlburgers mm -hmm. chain of restaurants as well. Yeah, and they have one at Bailey's too, right? Yep. I think so. Or is it not Bailey's anymore? Oh, now Are it's we the horseshoe. Well, oh, well, it's transitioning into the horseshoe. Okay. <laughs> Over there, they have one. <laughs> Over at the corner of uh, Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I love that he said, um, I was reading a little bit more in the article, you know, saying he wanted to come here too, like to want his kids to... Like, I don't I'll say raise because they're older, or older in their teens. Yeah. I, not raise his kids here, but have a life here, which I thought was really cool because I don't know what it is. I totally get it when people say, I don't want to raise my kids here. Like, I understand there are things that we have that most cities don't have, like, you know, billboards that drive up and down the street with, you know, strippers direct to your room and stuff like that. <laughs> I understand all that. <laughs> but sometimes I get a little offended when people are like, I don't want to raise my kids here. And I'm like, why? What's wrong with it? But I love that he said, I want to raise my kids in Las Vegas. I'm like, great. Um, but I think what he means is we have a lot of things going for us that his kids are involved in basketball. And like he said, the equestrian stuff, because South Point has a great oh, equestrian and there's a lot of Center. great horse ranches around Las Vegas, too. Yeah, really. So kind of cool to hear him talk about all that. And hey, I'm all about Hollywood 2.0. Why We have so much space here. And we just recently actually went to a studio that is starting to do more of that stuff inside there, but using technology inside. And they were saying they plan to get maybe a, a bunch of movies in there. Yeah, and it would View only studios. benefit if Mark Wahlberg gets a studio up and running. It's only going to benefit all of the uh, existing 
infrastructure and studios that are already here. So I say bring it on, yeah. uh, create a, a brand new a portion sector of the economy, diversify, you know, away from the entertainment and hospitality, because as the pandemic proved, it's not good to have all your eggs in one basket, True. or at least most of your eggs in one basket. And to yeah. have more, a more diversified economy is a good thing. And when we were touring that View Studios, we were chatting with the general manager, and all of us agreed, like, it's such a great place to shoot movies because people can come in and do other things. It's not like you're in this flown into this town where there's not really much else to do. Right. Um, or it doesn't have a lot going on. It's like, you can come in, shoot your movie and then go have some fun. Or you can come in and do a couple different things. Right. Like we were saying there was a, a football player or something that was, you know, they, they came in for a game, but they also came in to shoot like this commercial they needed to do. And so it's like, you can get a bunch of stuff done. Um, by being here and then, you know, pour a little money into Las Vegas in other ways too. So that's a huge win for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously there's gambling, there's restaurants, there's golf, there's, you know, extreme driving activities, really anything that you want to do on the recreational side, Vegas has it. So it does perfectly complement uh, you know, the the staff and the talent that are coming in for productions. It gives them something to do in their off time. Yeah. I mean, drive an hour, you can ride a camel. Sure. Very <laughs> true. And it sounds like a lot of people are, thanks to the tip a couple weeks back. Everyone's coming up to us and talking about the camel riding. Oh, the camel rides. I'm going know. out for camel rides. Well, listen, welcome, Mark Wahlberg, to Viva Las Vegas. Um, we hope everything that you just said there on the talk comes true because we're here for it. Absolutely. Welcome, Mark. Um, and also, I mean, welcome pretty soon to the new Durango Resort, which is being built uh, in the southwest part of the Las Vegas Valley. If you are a regular listener, you heard us talk about the Durango Resort when we were there for the groundbreaking and kind of a preview of what to expect from this new resort. And that didn't feel like it was too long ago. No. And then all of a sudden, the other day, they're like topping off the building. We're like, wait, whoa, what happened? But you and I don't drive by there a lot. So we haven't seen the actual process of it going up. True. So maybe we just, but it doesn't, it feel like you blinked and then like. <laughs> yes. I was like, how in the world are they already topping off the the structure of this new resort. They work quick here. They we, sure do. Yeah. And we met a lot of people in the construction industry industry last night, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, okay, so the Durango did top off, which is great. So they put up a post and uh, showed this happening and they put in some little factoids. So here's an update on what's going on there. It's slated to open in 2023. Um, it's going to have 15 floors, over 200 hotel rooms, convention and meeting space, a resort pool and cabanas, outdoor social area and free parking. Yes. So we look forward to that arriving in 2023, along with a lot of other things. But 2023 is a big uh, year. It's going to be packed. Packed with the amount of things happening. Insane. Um, and speaking of that, you know, conventions seem to really be back. You and I hosted a happy hour event for the whole like construction and architecture community um, that were in town for the global gaming convention. Global gaming, a huge, huge 
event that happens every year. Last year was scaled down a little, right? It was. It was the first one back in person, so it wasn't really back full yeah. strength. But this year, man. We went to the Venetian for this event, and it was at Tau, and we were the MCs. And getting in and getting out, wow, you and I kept saying, I mean, we talk about conventions all the time. We've been to a few conventions, but we were like, this is why convention business is so crucial to our economy. It was when we were walking through the Venetian, uh, it was right around seven o'clock, so prime dinner time, and there were lines out the doors of every single restaurant Mm -hmm. at the Venetian. And people just like waiting for waiting for their reservation time. And I could not believe mm-hmm. the number of people that were out. But that is exactly what convention business does for our resorts. It's true. And you and I always park at the Palazzo because it's pretty easy in and out. And this was like the first time ever we were like calling each other like, I can't find a spot. I can't either. Okay. What level are you on? Do yeah. you see anything? <laughs> I found one on level two. You found one on level four. four. <laughs> I know. We usually park on level three. It's our go-to. It <laughs> is, but three, no, fully occupied. <laughs> no room at the inn. <laughs> None. I was circled around forever. I was like, all right, I'm done. I've got to get to another floor. I just felt like it's like some point the karma would come, you know, the parking karma. You're right. It didn't. <laughs> so yeah, it was jam-packed. Glad to see everyone out here for the Global Gaming Expo. Love it. Uh, Tons of new technology featured. I've been seeing so many different videos of some of those really cool slot machines and games and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's always a great, it's always a a fun time too, because you do see the new technology before it actually hits Mm -hmm. the casino floor. And then, you know, as soon as the new slot machines are out there, you're like, yeah, I saw (laughs) that at G2E last year. Right. I've been waiting for this. So yeah, convention business back in a big way. And uh, Mandalay Bay is doubling down on its commitment to convention business with a massive remodel of all of its convention and meeting space. Yeah, they announced that they're going to spend $100 million on this remodel of its 2.1 million square foot convention center. Is that possible? I mean... 2.1 million? Yeah. They they have a lot of space over there. That's (laughs) big. Because they just added on to their convention space within the past few years. Yeah. It's... Unreal. Well, listen, add on, because if we can bring all these people in and keep bringing them in, it's great. So, yeah, congratulations to Mandalay Bay, who's doing a big refurbish over there to their convention area, and I'm sure they'll be kicking up more conventions over there in the near future. And when uh, conventions are in town, there are a lot of concerts that happen uh, here as well for the attendees, and one that uh, people can start to put on their calendar, not for this year or the beginning of next year or even the middle of next year for fall of 2023 you can mark it down now the when we were young festival is coming back and we just got the lineup for uh what to expect from that i know and the funny thing is the current one hasn't even happened yet no it hasn't (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh coming out next weekend coming in i should say next weekend um we were young festival will be for two days over the weekend of the 22nd and then one more day because they added it the following weekend on the 29th so this festival sold out like hotcakes and uh where, where did that phrase come from 
sold like hotcakes. I don't know. I guess <laughs> there probably was a time when like pancakes were a big deal and people were just Buying okay. them left and right. Anyway, you wanted to make sure that was right. <laughs> Sold like hotcakes. <laughs> so, um, and who knew? I think everyone, I don't want to say they were shocked, but everyone was like, wow, like everyone's really wanting to go to a, a festival with this kind of music. And when we say this kind, it's like kind of our, what would you say, 90s? Yeah, I would say 90s, like early our high 2000s. School years. They call it like emo pop yeah. kind of music. Um, we're talking like Blink-182, Green Day, uh, Sublime. Um, they're, and they're in the lineup for 2023. Um, some of the people in the lineup for this one coming up here, uh, Avril Lavigne, Dashboard Confessional, Confessional yep. and lots of other ones. So anyway, uh, people are loving this festival, but you're right. They did just announce that already for the next year and already, I mean, you, the Twitter's going crazy, the, the Instagram's going crazy, and people are like... I want, it, I want a ticket. Hey, everybody, mark your calendars. We're going as a group, mm-hmm. and it's October of next year, so there's no excuse not to go. True. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is. It's great music, and it kind of brings you back to to a good time. I feel mm-hmm. like the 90s, like late 90s, early 2000s, w- was a good time in in music. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. It still holds up. It doesn't feel like it's... Old, like old dated. Music. But I, I feel although that's coming from like an old dated guy too. <laughs> well, you know, everyone now is redoing old songs because there's no good music out there currently. True. That's how I feel. But then again, that might be coming from an old lady. So <laughs> anyway, explains the gray hair I found when I pulled into your house today. I had to Uh-oh. get the tweezers out. Oh no. <laughs> One long strand. All right, moving on. Hey, quick thing I wanted to mention. Your tip last week on the free show over at Sam's Town is getting lots of feedback. People are going, what? I got to take my kids to this. I didn't know. But then there's a group also that are writing to us and saying, hey, I grew up with this show. That's like a piece of my childhood. And wow, it's still there. Yeah. (laughs) And it is. It's still there. Uh, Go back and listen to our tips from episode 138. You'll hear all about it. Someone also wrote and said, apparently at Christmas time, they have snow. Oh, I love that. In the show. Yeah. So, I mean, get over there and see this show at Samstown. Sean went and you said it was fabulous. I loved it. I loved it. It's it, cute. water and features yeah, water, and animals. Water, animals. It's it's great. Yeah, like not really animatronic. Animatronics. Yeah. That's yeah. The... like they don't let the bear run wild <laughs> in the atrium. <laughs> no, but it looks really really cool. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna talk about the new app Vegas Near Me at the end of the show. So stick with that. We want to tell you some features. It's now launched, and click the link in our bio to download it. But first, let's do some tips. <laughs> Dana, for the first 15 years that I lived here in Las Vegas, um, there's a neighborhood, an area of town called Green Valley. It's in Henderson. Um, But that was my neighborhood. That was my bubble that I loved, and I still love it. And I love seeing that we have a new restaurant, a steakhouse, opening in Green Valley. Yeah, it's by Chef Matthew Meyer. It sounds really good. It's called Craft Chop House 138. And Sean, the 138 comes from 
Something new that I learned. Okay. That's the perfect temperature for finishing steaks. Oh, really? Yeah. Had no idea. So he's opening this new restaurant, and dinner service is going to open on the 15th of October. Then brunch is going to follow with opening on October 22nd. And then in coming weeks, they'll be serving lunch as well. Did I just hit the microphone? Sorry. Yeah, but you were just so excited about everything. The arms Sorry. were going. The arms were going. I was using the hands. <laughs> yeah, so um, so eventually. So it's all opening, you know, October, November, and it'll be a fully operational restaurant, which includes the Craft Chop House, um, and they call it Creative Neighborhood Dining. It's going to have a full cocktail lounge. It's going to have killer burgers, apparently, and a boundary-breaking brunch. Ooh. It sounds good, right? This kind of ticks all the boxes for me. It certainly I does. I love a steakhouse. I love a brunch. I love great burgers. Mm-hmm. And I love a cocktail lounge. Yeah. And I love when new like restaurants like this are announced in, you know, different parts of town that, you know, it's not like on the long restaurant row of because this is at what? Horizon Ridge and Stephanie? Horizon Ridge and Stephanie. Okay. Yeah. So you would need to if you're getting there from the strip, you would take uh, the I-15 highway to the 215 and go east, mm-hmm. get off at Stephanie, and it's right there. Oh, okay, perfect, yeah. So really easy. If really you're easy. coming from the Strip, it's it could not be an easier route. Love that. All right, so that's going to be opening again uh, here soon. Go check it, check it out. It's called 138, and it's by Chef Matthew Meyer. It's in the same space as a restaurant that he actually had previously called Served Global Dining. So if you've ever been there, it's the same location. Uh, moving on to our next tip, um, Dana, when's the last time that King Tut made headlines? <laughs> it's been a while. It has, hasn't it? <laughs> I was just doing a little... News search. Oh, my goodness. Well, he's coming to the Luxor (laughs) in in a certain way. (laughs) (laughs) His artifacts are, you know. Um, It's now open, actually. It's a new immersive exhibit. Uh, We love immersive exhibits. Uh, Get ready, they say, to be transported to a flourishing ancient Egypt and discover one of the greatest archaeological achievements that took place 100 years ago this year. And it's over at the Luxor. This is going to be pretty cool. Um, Apparently, it's an exhibition that takes you on a journey of the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Very cool. And Mm -hmm. you know what's kind of interesting? One of the guys who originally found uh, King Tut's tomb and, you know, pulled out artifacts and Mm -hmm. stuff um, is the guy who lives in the real life who lived in the real life estate that's seen in Downton Abbey. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. interesting. So there's like a Downton Abbey connection. All right. I, I don't know if they're going to go in depth at this exhibit. Right. About that. <laughs> but what a perfect exhibit for the Luxor, right? It really is. So I love that. And, you know, I feel like they have a lot of longstanding things at the Luxor. You know, Caratop's been there, <laughs> Blue Man Group, Fantasy. Um, they had the Bodies exhibit there for a while before that moved. And now we've got this exhibit that will be located there. And it's all about King Tut's tomb. So you can come, you can learn. I love that we have educational things on the Strip as well. Yeah, you'll find out about you know, the younger King Tut when he was still, you know, tutting around. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, guests are also... The witness the mummification process. Oh, that's interesting, I think. So huh. I, I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm guessing that 
there probably aren't like real volunteers who <laughs> step up for that. Uh, but that'll be cool to see. Wasn't there a song called King Tut? Yes, there was. <laughs> and I don't or remember. Or was or is. Didn't go away. I feel like it was a real song, but then it was used, I think, in like a dog food commercial or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> or was that... Or didn't like Steve Martin do something with it? Maybe on Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's was that where it was used? Okay, now I'm googling. We're gonna do this live. King Tut. Well, yeah, a... I don't know if it was like a music group that did the song and then <laughs> SNL used it for I, the skit. Or I do remember the Steve Martin hook there. King Tut. King Tut. Anyway, I can see him dancing in it. the headdress. Yes, me he too. He wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> You had one of those Egyptian skirt things on. We really like to take a lot of things and just like twist them into a completely different topic. Oh, and, I found it. And thank you, by the way, for uh, to our listeners for putting up with all of our tangents. We go on a lot of tangents. We do go on a lot of tangents. We used to edit more, but we've decided just to pretend it's live. So now the tangents are in there. We're just too lazy to edit. We're busy. We're busier. We're busy, busy, busy. Not lazy, just busy. Right. Oh, so what are you finding? One of the great art exhibits ever to tour the United States is the Treasures of Tutankhamun, or King Tut. But I think it's a national disgrace the way we have commercialized it. So it's trinkets and toys, Steve Martin and posters on SNL. About three months ago, King Tut. <laughs> <laughs> it's catchy. It's oh my catchy. gosh, that's great. So it's a Saturday Night Live song. Yep. I love it. Okay. This skit has 6.9 million views on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> so other people apparently enjoy it too. <laughs> All right, Steve Martin not appearing at the King Tut exhibit over at the Luxor, but go check it out and enjoy it. I think it sounds like it'll be pretty cool. We'll try and get over there as well. And when we do, we'll tell you what it's all about. And you can find King Tut and other Vegas attractions on the Vegas Near Me app. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, the Vegas Near Me app is now live in the Apple App Store. You do need iOS 16, the iOS 16 operating system, which I guess the OS stands for, mm-hmm. um, on your phone, downloaded and installed in order to make the app work correctly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here, folks. And you can find the perfect activity with tens of thousands of curated and time-stepped YouTube and podcast clips as well. So like, if you go and look at something, you'll see any YouTube or podcast underneath it that was the most recent that talks about that activity. So you can learn about them. You can also apparently save a lot of money on hotels, shows, flights, rental cars, and more. And then I love this, Sean. It even has detailed parking information for every Las Vegas major resort. So it's a lot of info. And that's huge. The parking stuff is huge because even even though we go to the Strip all the time and I, I think I know the deal with all the parking stuff, I get there and I'm like, oh, this isn't what I thought. Mm-hmm. And so now having the Vegas Near Me app right in the palm of my hand all the time, I can just look where I'm going, click on parking and get everything that I need to know just seconds before I step out the door. Yeah, and what they've worked so hard on is getting all the information and making sure it's accurate. So you can click on the parking and it'll tell you it costs this or it's free. 
you know, so you know ahead of time to plan your route. Because we plan a lot on where the free parking is. We, like, navigate. Right, we do. <laughs> around. So, all right, Vegas Near Me, the app is now officially launched. Click the link in our bio and use our exclusive link. We've got a Vegas uh, revealed link that we'd love you to click on before you download it. And then and go enjoy. Yeah, it'll take you directly to the App Store. Um, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. Download Vegas Near Me, play around with it, and look up. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. You and I are heading to the NASCAR race this weekend. Look forward to that. Uh, we are recording this on a Thursday right now, but the show drops on you know Saturday at midnight, and we're going on Sunday. And uh, for one of our tips next week, it's... A big mystery with a picnic involved. Yeah, I like this picnic idea. I can't wait to hear all about your experience. We're going to share that in our tips. This might be something that you guys want to do, folks. So Yeah, it's really cool. Listen up. Hey, we're going to 140 next week. Episode 140. It's crazy. Isn't it? We're heading toward 150. Man. I know. I can't believe it. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Shopping at the forum, Versace and Bhutan.